Hi babes, it's Dan from Desert Island Dicks and this episode features the very funny Ali Bryce. It was really fun talking to him. Um, his choices were great. He argued them brilliantly as well. So uh, that made for a good episode in my opinion. Hope you enjoy it as well. Um, thanks to everyone who's downloaded this as always. means a lot that you're listening and we appreciate you. Uh, we may be a podcast where we use our time to lampoon and ridicule lots of things that we we dislike but you know underneath it all we try to be good people and uh we're grateful i don't know what i'm talking about i was trying to record this quickly because i've got to run and pick up my son from nursery but um now i'm just rambling so look let's just get into it uh remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode because we've got loads more coming your way and also if you could give us a rating and a review that would make me a very happy man um and and i think that's it so look here is desert island dicks with ali bryce Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Ali Bryce. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Nice to nice to be here. Yeah, nice to have you on and, um, you know, as we're recording, it's a, it's a lovely pleasant spring morning in may finally i mean it feels like a quite a pleasant day but are you in the mood to still do a bit of ranting about people and things you hate always always good hate hate's just another form of energy isn't it if you're feeling tired you know you can you, you can hate and kind of it's like put a pep in your step can't it it's like a tonic <laughs> i think that's a nice way of looking at it actually it's sort of like yeah. a positive look at hate yeah. Well, maybe it's time we gave hate a second chance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Feeling down? Hate something. Yeah. Reappraise it. Yeah. yeah. I remember once years ago um, when I, I was in my 20s and I'd had quite a big night and I was stumbling home mm. after a big night and my head was all over the place. And I was thinking, I was kind of feeling like I was going a bit mad. And it wasn't until I turned on the telly and there was a band on that annoyed me so much, it just snapped me out of it and I suddenly felt completely fine. So, Who was the band? Can you remember? I can't remember. It was like, it was that era of like things like Busted and McFly. And I remember coming into my house at whatever time in the morning and it was on Channel 4 and it was like a very clearly manufactured band in the mould of Busted, but they were all too old to be in that band. And it was like, someone's like... Someone from the record company obviously went, well, we've got those guys. What can we do with them? Uh, let's do it. Yeah. And it was just the worst thing I'd ever seen. And I, I've tried to sort of figure out who it was since. And I feel like yeah. it only existed in that moment, but it really yeah, snapped right. me out of it. So it was a very, <laughs> very nice. useful thing. Yeah. Well, let's let's get started then. Let's uh, bring, on, yeah. bring on the bile. And, um, you know, your plane has crashed. You're on an island. Who's the first dick sharing it with you? Um, well, it might seem like an odd choice, but... Bear Grylls. Mm. I think I think a lot of people would be like, I'm on a desert island. Who would I like to be there? And they'd say Bear Grylls because that's his thing, isn't it? And he knows how to help you live on a desert island. But uh, while he might be quite useful initially, I think I would quite like to figure stuff out myself. You know, mm. I was a, I've done cubs. I did scouts. I mean, I quit because I hated that. It's a different story. But I reckon I can still put a fire together 
and I enjoy, you know, I rub sticks together, enjoy making the smoke, and I don't want bare grills hanging over my shoulder going, ah, actually, you should do it. You should do it like this. Mm. I'd be like, fuck off. Fuck off, bear. I've, I've got this. I want to do this myself. I know how to survive on this desert island. And then also he'd probably be like, oh, come over here. Look what I've found. I found this, like, he squeezed an elephant shit once, didn't he? Mm. Or a bear shit to get the water out of it. And I'm like, no, no thanks, bear. I'm going to go and find my own my own uh, source of yeah. uh, water, which I think I could do. I could do, you know, the, uh, this desert island, the planes crashed. Uh, there's always like a crisp packet in a wood, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And inside that crisp packet, there's always some water. So, <laughs> you know, I know what I'm doing. And yeah. I think Bear Grylls is just, he's just annoying, isn't he? He's just yeah. a dick. He is a dick. I think, um, so, because obviously he's, I think he's now head of the scouts, isn't he? He's like their, yeah. their figurehead. So I can imagine him sort of taking over going, uh, no, Ali, let, let me let me show you a little trick to light that fire. And then as he's yeah, doing exactly. it and you're sort of getting annoyed that he's muscled in, he'll be like, so uh, why did you leave the scouts? Sort of implying that had yeah. you not left, you would have been yeah. better by now, you know. It's like a, like a, it's just a bit of a busybody, isn't he? Mm. I think. Yeah. I read this thing with him recently. It was something like GQ or some men's magazine where they do that thing where they go, um, oh, like, Ali Bryce, 10 things I can't live without, you know, and you're supposed to say so, like, oh, this jacket I got from blah, 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 I love it, and, you know, or, like, this moisturiser or, you know, yeah. like, my phone or something. And, like, Bear Grylls just couldn't step away from his persona. Like, one of the things was, like, dried maggots because he's like, oh, you know, like, maggots, they saved my life on loads of occasions. And it's like... Yeah, look, we get that. We know you eat mad shit, but like for the purposes of this, should we just step away and pretend you're a normal fucking person yeah, for a minute? Yeah, like, exactly. Like you have to keep going. Like, like we know you've done that. We know you eat mad yeah. stuff, but come on. Yeah, we get it. We get the brand. Bear. Yeah, we, we we understand what you do. We understand how you've made your money. Yeah. We just want to know who you are as a person. Like you can't. He can't turn it off, can he? Yeah. I mean, it's different if it's like a, a, a famous chef saying, oh, like, I can't live without these amazing Japanese yeah, exactly. kitchen knives. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's fine. But yeah. with him, it's like, just but, say you're walking boots or something. Yeah. It's like he's getting up in the morning and having a bowl of maggots. Mm. You know, that that's what you do. You don't live in the woods, but yeah. you live a normal life in a lovely house, probably, and you have nice food in the microwave. Why are you eating maggots? Yeah. Because it's the kind of thing he's going to uh, make his kids do as well. Oh, the future is insects. You know, you, we need to teach you how to survive. And then like, Dad, I just want to have some Cocoa Pops yeah. or some Pop-Tarts. He's like, no, you wouldn't find them on a desert island. You've got to kill your own food and eat these insects. Yeah, yeah. I also imagine with him that, you know, he'll be big on sort of saying, oh, look, come on, uh, morale is so important. We've got to get your morale up. Come on, Ali, you're a comedian. Tell us some jokes. And, uh, yeah. you know, or like his version of raising the morale will be very different to mine, you know? yeah. And I, I, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on, so I'd be like, I don't come to you until ask you how to do your job. And he'd be like, well, actually, this is the perfect situation. Here's how to, here's how to dig a well. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think he'd be really, really insufferable. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. And um, as ever, you know, a lot of this podcast hinges on the interplay between the various characters. So uh, let's see who's going to be joining the two of you. Who's who's the second uh, guest on the island? Well, I picked Shiv from Succession. Okay. And I, I really could have picked any of the uh, siblings mm-hmm. from Succession. 
but I pick Shiv because she's the one that I hate the most at the moment. Okay. Um, just because she's well, they're all conniving, but there is something, and this this is um, probably not a very nice thing to say, but I hate her the most because I don't like her eyes. <laughs> that, that's I think she's got incredibly evil eyes, <laughs> and that that's why I wouldn't want to be. That, that's the thing that I hate about her the most. <laughs> There's something about her I, I wouldn't want to look. But she's conniving. She, you know, she tread on you to look after herself and she, she wouldn't think about you, but two faced and all that stuff. Mm. I couldn't, I couldn't handle being on a desert island. I don't know if you watch succession. So if you know what I'm talking about. No, I was just, I was just thinking like, can I get away with this bit from, without admitting that I haven't watched <laughs> succession or is it going to come back and bite me later on? I haven't seen it. So I'm one of those people like I, I do intend to watch it, but I haven't yet. But I mean, I get the vibe, like, it, you know, very sort of Machiavellian, backstabby exactly. kind of high yeah. level rich corporate people basically yeah. yeah yeah but they're just they're just all out for themselves mm. basically but there is something about Shiv that I cannot stand I mean that she's they're shit characters in terms of shitty people mm. they're brilliant characters but you just couldn't trust her she'd, she'd be out to get you at every turn and I don't know what their grills would be like with her. I mean he's probably evil on some level isn't he you know it's difficult to know isn't it i mean it's like at some point where does the survival of your team go to survival of the fittest at some point is he going to make right. a call where actually for me to survive is the utmost important thing you know like if, if yeah. people are going to die i want to be the last person to die so i think at some point in any survival situation probably people start getting quite selfish you know yeah well, Shiv's already there. Yeah. She's probably the one that crashed the plane. <laughs> to, uh, so there was probably something in it for her, so she crashed. I'm sure Bell Greels was there, thought, I'll use him for a bit. Mm. Uh, I can survive there. But um, ultimately, I'm out for myself, and I'm going to fuck everyone over, yeah. basically. she just use her evil eyes <laughs> to get everyone to do her pity. But she's an absolute cunt. They all are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't like them. Uh, and I reckon they team up. Because Shiv would be able to power play over Bear Grylls uh, turning against me. Yeah. They'll be stealing, stealing my hair to use as like kindling for the fire or something like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, a chance. that sort of big energy on the island is not what you want. You don't want anyone sort of trying to be number one. You want a nice yeah. balance, cooperation, working together. Yeah. It's also, I do not understand the uh, drive to be like number one. You know, I'm quite happy just to chill out, have a nice life. I'll go and make like a hammock in the trees and I'll lie down and I'll have enough to, whereas Shiv would be like, I need to, I've got the monopoly on coconuts. Mm. I've got the monopoly on all this. They're like starting to turn it into an industry. She's employing Bear grills, and I have to, you know, I don't have access to the the thing, the very basic things I need. They, she's built a trench that's siphoned off all the fresh water into a different trough, and she's like, "What? What service? What are you providing me that means you can have? You know, what bar? If they're, if they're establishing a barter system, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't want any of this. When there's an island, a, I don't want you here anyway. Why have you suddenly turned this into a corporate nightmare? Mm -hmm. I just, you know, let's all share these coconuts <laughs> or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think as well, like living on the island with anyone who'd been used to that level of luxury would be yeah. just because it's going to be more of a step down. They're going to be 
more whiny they're going to be used they're, to having other yeah. people doing stuff and i think when you've been looked after all your life it's very easy to just instantly ask anyone to do stuff for you yeah and i feel like bear grills would immediately be subservient mm. and i find that her evil eyes and him being uh subservient and probably doing what she says i it would just be disgusting to watch yeah because i think though like it's weird because on the one hand like Bear Grylls would be sort of wanting everyone to get along, but I just feel like there's a lot of kind of, I bet he's done a lot of leadership courses, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. although that he could end up being subservient to her, like, I mean, they might end up butting heads a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if that would be good or bad for you. You might have to pick a side, which will be. Well, I guess he, she would have, she, she's got what, like, well, she's the CEO of a massive, potentially mm. the CEO of a massive company. So, power hungry believe she's right but his his management kind of course would be from like trying to unite everyone and like from a wholesome place and like we're all in this together so yeah i guess there would be butting heads and in that case you'd probably want to side with shiv maybe mm. i don't know if your name is also a word for like, getting shanked in prison yeah exactly i mean that's pretty out there isn't it like, yeah <laughs> nominative determinism like i yeah. will stab you in the back i'm literally yeah. called shiv like what did yeah. you expect yeah. <laughs> and he's a bear yeah exactly. <laughs> you've got you're with a shiv and a bear a yeah. weapon and a grizzly animal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right then well well who would be the third person joining you the jolly green giant interesting what a current reference <laughs> <laughs> okay what brings him onto the island? Well, A is too big, <laughs> so he requires loads and loads of food. Mm. Uh, so he'd gobble up everything. And, and I think, obviously, he likes sweet corn. Mm. And I don't know if there's going to be any sweet corn on this island, but I assume he uh, can derive uh, sustenance from other foodstuffs. Uh, so a he's going to be all annoyed he's like where's the where's the sweet corn has anyone got any sweet corn and i'll be like mate we didn't choose to crash on this island it's not my fault there isn't any sweet corn (laughs) yesterday i told you there wasn't any sweet corn and any sweet corn that you have found you've probably eaten i don't know if they serve sweet corn on them aeroplanes i don't don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities so let's just say there's a couple of like he's managed to salvage some sweet corn i was like mate there were five tins of sweet corn you ate them yesterday where are we getting more sweet corn from stop banging on about sweet corn then he goes all right well i'll have some papaya or mangoes or you know i imagine if there are wild boars or cows or living things it's not going to be difficult for him to catch them because he's up he's taller than everyone else isn't he he's like a giant so you can just pick pick them up like you'd be like picking skittles out of a bag of skittles so he's eating all the coconuts he's eating all the boars he's eating all the cows he's, he's eating everything you know we're like leave some for the rest of us and how big is this island where does he sleep he's just massive he's just it he's just and he's green the only good thing the only good thing is that he might be able to attract attention of any passing ships or mm. passing planes or whatever but i just think his incessant chat about sweet corn <laughs> and the volume of food that he eats would be, you know, infuriating. And that's not to mention how big are his shits. 
Yeah. You know, where where is he doing the piss? Yeah. Like it's everything about it is just I just don't want him there. It's just impractical. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't want him there. He could provide a shelter, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's jolly, but he's quite annoying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a weird character, isn't he? Because it's like, like, what is he? Is he some kind of sort of god figure? Like, he's sort of like a yeah. mother nature figure. You know, it's like the valley of the the jolly green giant, like growing mm. all that sweet corn. Yeah. It's a weird. It's like a very specific sort of deity whom you must yeah. appease with a very specific vegetable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we exactly. must harvest the corn yeah. to appease the green giant. <laughs> it's such a strange, strange yeah. thing, isn't it? It's, yeah, why? And also, what does it? Does he actually say anything beyond "ho ho ho, green giant"? And he just just says his own name over and over again. Yeah, ho ho ho, guys! I found some tins of food. Don't show the ho ho ho. Oh no, green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bellend. Because I just think at some point there was a marketing meeting and they were like, okay, we want something like Mother Nature, but we can't, do we say Mother Nature's corn? We can't really trademark Mother Nature. So let's have something a bit like that. Well, it was the green man in sort of pagan belief. So can we have him? Yeah. But, well, we don't want to annoy the pagans, you know, so uh, he's a giant. Yes. And wh- wh- what's his deal? Well, well, we make sort of, you know, tinned corn essentially. So it seems quite a grand figure to to leo's over this this humble vegetable we've got to make this vegetable exciting somehow what was exciting giants and the color green it's very it's like towards the end of the week on a <laughs> in the marketing team <laughs> they went around the room you say we're green you say we're giant yeah green giant done let's yeah. do it I don't know, aren't giants a bit scary? Don't they eat children and people? Yeah. You know, Jack and the Beanstalk, ah, but this is a benevolent giant. Yeah, this is a benevolent <laughs> that eats sweet corn. <laughs> <laughs> what, just chomping it on the cob? Like, no, 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 no. The sweetest kernels packaged in yeah. some kind of juice that is nonspecific. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good one. And um, yeah, just trampling about, you know, he wouldn't mean to get in the way, but every now and then he'd sit down and crush a shelter. and He'd just be in the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Bear Grylls sucking up to him because Bear loves nature and he's the embodiment of a certain kind of nature. Yeah. Well, I like I like this, uh, this, this uh, island you've got going on. I mean, you know, in the fact that it does look like it's going to be a bit of a difficult fit for you, but yeah. I think you've got some nice characters in there already. And, uh, yeah, we're going to move on now because, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over unfortunately for you it's your least favorite food and drink mm. in the world yeah what are they and why are they so bad um a jacket jacket potatoes mm, interesting and and tea okay right so these are i'd say quite controversial choices staples of british cuisine really aren't they they are and you know what i recently had ignacio lopez on the podcast and he similarly hates jacket potatoes okay but uh until then i hadn't really ever heard anything about them so i'm curious to to hear your your workings out on this one well i think jacket potatoes it's it's lazy cooking Mm. it's lazy there people seem to have this like fond attachment to them like they represent like childhood or like mm-hmm. f- coming together and families and they're like joy and they're like kind of I think both both things 
tea and jacket potatoes. I, I'm not. I mean, obviously, tea is quintessentially English. I think jacket potatoes are in that realm, and people have like specific ways they're like oh do you wrap them in foil or do you put them in the oven do you like scoop the people like, oh what you've got to do is what you've got to do with a jacket potato is you've got to um once it's cooked you've got to scrape it all out mash it up put it back in again and you're like oh, okay why um and also it's it's nothing it's not really the potato it's not it's not doing any of the hard work the potato it's just sitting there in an oven and getting hot and the crispy skin and then it's whatever you put on top of it that makes the jacket potato the experience and what is mm. that you because a potato doesn't taste of anything so you need salt you need pepper you need flavor and then it's like beans and cheese and tuna and mayonnaise and like anything you want to put on there that disguises the fact that you're eating a potato and it's also just it's, it's hard work. It's boring. Mm. Uh, it makes me hot. It makes me sweaty. I'm never, ever having a good time after I've eaten a jacket potato. And also maybe it goes back to the fact that when I lived in a house share, I would often spend, I like, I enjoy cooking. I'd spend hours making, uh, you know, chicken and chorizo. Or I'd make my own uh, pasta from scratch or I'd bake sourdough bread. I'd make huge roast dinners. Um, for my uh, flatmates and then once uh, twice a month one of my housemates would go should we have jacket potatoes tonight and I was like fine and then at the end of at the end of it he'd finish and go oh that's the best thing I've eaten all month and I'd be like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> I've, I spent three hours making dinner like on Monday and you've just put four things in an oven for an hour <laughs> heated up some beans and that's the best thing you've eaten all month you need to go fuck yourself they're just <laughs> they're just built up and held on this pedestal mm. and they're just they weigh you down they make you tired it's just rubbish they almost killed brian harvey famously well exactly exactly yeah famously he ran over himself after a jack potato got <laughs> caught under his brake pedal <laughs> is that what happened <laughs> Yeah. So apparently he ate three tuna and cheese jacket potatoes yeah. and then got out of his car to be sick yeah. and then ran himself yeah. over. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, you've got to love the jacket potato for giving us that piece of yeah. British folklore. I'll give it that. But I mean, I, I agree. You know what? They're one of those things where, you know, obviously I have had them, I have enjoyed them, but I don't fetishize them in the way that some people do. And I think, no. you know, like I think British cuisine, there is a lot of good stuff. We're kind of, perhaps unfairly maligned in a lot of the world but then there's a few things where you kind of think oh i know what's happened you've come over here and you've seen everyone getting excited yeah. about a baked potato yeah and and now you think we're fucking idiots <laughs> well but, and that's the other thing it's a baked potato isn't it but you call it a jacket potato because it like it adds the word jacket in there and it, and it elevates it it ele- puts it up a couple of notches when all you've done is baked a potato, like just listen to that. Oh, what, what have you done there? What's what, what's what's take me through the process? Yeah, I've, I've baked a potato. Oh, and what what? How how do you do that? I just um, well, I just I just put it in an oven. Oh, right, cool. And is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Can you imagine taking that back to like if you lined up all the thing that oh yeah, I've made cocker van and I've made this fresh fresh pasta and i'd bake this bread 
oh no, I just put a potato in a hot box. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's bullshit. And it takes a long time to get that result. I mean, yeah. it's probably the plainest way to have a potato mm. and it takes the longest. You know, yeah, that exactly, time you can make yeah. exceptional roast potatoes, which yeah, are yeah. arguably you know, the, top tier. You know, That's the best. Yeah, top tier is roast and then mash. I love mashed potato. I think it's mm. brilliant. You know, it's fun, isn't it? You get you get to get some anger out. Dauphinois oh. is a bit too. It's a bit too involved. I think it's unfair to put that. I think well, it's, that's something I want people to make for me. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, it is a very good treat when you get it. Yeah, hash browns, mm. uh, Hasselback. Now, this is an interesting mm. one. I don't mind the Hasselback potato. Yeah, but that is very similar to a baked potato um, in a way. Isn't well, but it? it's, it's doing more work, I think, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you agree. It's a bit more exciting. You've got crispy is, yeah. sections, you know, it's, yeah. sort of, it's, it's a bit more fancy, yeah. I think. So, yeah. yeah. And, of course, crisps. You can't go yeah. wrong with crisps. Yeah, But exactly. baked potatoes are just, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just a plain thing to eat a lot of for a long time on the island, yeah. you know. And like, yeah. Bear Grylls is going to be fucking it over the moon because mm. he's like, "Oh yeah, look, we'll put them in the fire and da 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 da." Well, yeah, he'd be he'd be um, like digging holes and putting, you know, oh, the best way to do it is to bury them. And I'd be like, "Is it really? What are we wrapping them in? Like, we we don't have any foil. You're wrapping them in banana leaves, and what are we flavouring with them?" What are we putting on the baked potatoes on the island? There's your sweet corn, fuck off, you green <laughs> giant. There isn't any sweet corn. Sweet corn. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you've, you've argued the case beautifully there against the jacket potato. So, uh, yeah, mm. nice one. And uh, what would your drink choice be? Oh, no, you've said it's tea, well, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Uh, tea. Now, I struggle with this. I mean, I'm, I'm a big tea fan. See, I, I'm not. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> I do not understand tea at all, and it, I have tried it, um, and I, I I don't get it. And obviously, I'm in the minority. You know, I work in an office. People are drinking tea all the time. My girlfriend drinks, you know, tea uh, all all day long, but and she flips over to decaf tea in the evening because she needs tea. Um, I do drink coffee. But I've only, I'm 36, I've probably been drinking coffee for about four four years. And I, I'm into coffee. I get it. It serves a purpose. It's like, it wakes me up. Um, it does taste nice. But, but tea, uh, what does it taste of? I mean, you're going to say it tastes of tea. But if you had to describe that flavour to someone, it, I mean, it, it's a bit like perfume and it's a bit like biscuits and it's a bit like like leaves and it's a bit like nothing like floral kind of like like if if you'd shown a bunch of flowers to a glass of water and then heated it up it's like that kind of got that floral <laughs> kind of oh yeah it's got a vague kind of taste and then you put milk in it and you know it, it's it's nothing it's not refreshing to me, if I have a cup of tea, um, and this is generally with all hot drinks, like even though I do like coffee, if you have a hot drink, it just makes me thirsty. So I need to have a glass of water on the side. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't wake me up. It's like it's dust. The tea bags are dusty. Also, I think 
people that make cups of tea, and I don't know if you're the same, you're going to have more than one cup of tea a day. Why don't you use the same cup? People that make cups of tea make a new, get a new mug every time they make a new cup of tea. Oh, I think that's decadent. Well, but this is what, okay, this is what my girlfriend does. So by the end of the day, there's like maybe six mugs by the sink. And who's washing right. them up? This is becoming less about um, tea <laughs> on the island and more about my personal situation. But I imagine ships the same. If she's drinking cups of tea, she's not washing those mugs up. No. She's leaving them up by the fire. Bear Grylls is probably making some weird tea himself. He's probably got some... This extends to, obviously, normal tea, but it extends to herbal teas, peppermint teas, chamomile tea, whatever tea you want. It's all rank, and he's making mm. his own tea bags. And then there are Jolly Green Giants there with making tea probably with the sweet corn water out of the <laughs> bloody sweet corn tin. It's just not a good drink. It's an absolute con. And also, PG Tips, Yorkshire Tea, Thai Food, whatever the brands are, it all tastes the same. It all tastes the same, and it's all rubbish. Wow. I mean, you know what? It's weird, because often on this podcast, I have to I have to join in with things that I, I don't normally dislike myself mm. by. So I've got to find the bad in them. And I'm sort of like, and yeah, you know, it is a bit shit. Like, you know, I'm fairly indifferent to baked potatoes, but I can yeah. I can understand your point. I'm, for some reason, I'm really struggling with tea. And I know if it's because this morning I'm a bit sleepy yeah. and I had a couple of teas. And I'm kind of thinking, I wish I made another cup before <laughs> we started recording. <laughs> so I'm struggling a little bit. But I would say... I mean, one thing is interesting, like, because this, this country, we like, it's such a, again, it's a weird national identity thing. Mm. And I, I sort of feel like, you know, when you hear like, oh, you Brits and your fucking tea. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a shit thing to be known for, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's a bit of a, a crap sort of like, this is on our, our sort of heraldic yeah. crest on our blazer. We have a cup of tea, you know, <laughs> like something okay. nice and calm. And it is a bit shit. So I get that. Do you find it difficult? Because having it in such high regard by the British public and you being a naysayer, mm. it must be quite difficult. Because I hate it when you're the only person who hates something that everyone else seems to love. Yeah, it's kind of a double whammy for me because I don't like um, football mm. and I don't drink tea. And that's two of like the opening gambits for when you meet someone. Yeah. They go, oh, oh, would you like a cup of tea? You go, oh, no, sorry, I um, I don't drink tea. Oh, you don't, you don't drink tea? No, sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, well, oh, who do you support? Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't follow football. You don't drink tea, and you don't follow football. <laughs> We've got nothing in common, or you have nothing to say to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fine. You're lucky it's not wartime. I would mistake you for a spy coming over yeah. here with that attitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah, it is a bit weird. And you do feel like, and it's not a big thing. People don't, they don't really get angry. They just get surprised. Um, you know, you don't drink tea. No. Oh, right. And you don't get to, um, you know, and then people have their own like oh i've just uh does anyone want a drink you're yeah. like you're, you're yeah. out the loop then you're out that you're out the loop uh and you kind of joke people go and make tea for each other mm. and then there's you know and, and in a work situation it's people smoke they get to go and have smoke breaks they get to go and have tea breaks and you just kind of sit there going well yeah i'll pick up the slack then 
you know, because it all, it all adds up over the course of a week or a year, mm. you know. No, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same with football. Like, I just yeah. have no interest in it at all. And yeah, it's not, it's, it's annoying when, I don't mind if lots of people are into one thing, but when it's as exclusionary as, as you know, things like tea and football can be. Um, and it's weird that a whole yeah. drink can unite people as much as a, a whole game that everyone's following, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, again, very well <laughs> argued. And uh, yeah. yeah, tea and a baked potato. Yeah. I would say as well, like, I mean, there will be people listening to this podcast who are like, yes, finally, I fucking hate tea too. So I'm sure you're, you're you know, you're really uniting yeah. some people out there as well. <laughs> Okay, now, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Um, the, the film is Wrong Turn. So, this, yeah, this is a horror film. A horror film. Now, I, I don't really watch many films, but the other day... I was on Amazon Prime and I was like, oh, fancy a horror film. And I watched Wrong Turn. And it is one of the worst films that I've seen. Um, I think one of the but one of the main reasons I wouldn't want to watch it on the island beyond it being a bad film is that it's too short. I think if I was on an island, I'd want to watch a really, really long film to distract me from the fact I'm on the island. I don't want it to be like an 80-minute shit horror film because I'll go, oh, well, that's, like, that's 80 minutes. You know, that's, that's too short and it was shit, so it's just going to make me angry and there's nothing to do, so I'm going to watch it again. And I could watch it loads and loads of times and get angrier and angrier each time, whereas at least if I had a long film, it might uh, make me a bit tired or a bit sleepy and I'd be like, oh, I need a rest now, but this is just going to be a loop of getting angry and energised every time I watched it. But beyond that, it's just absolute dog shit. So it's, it's not like it's it's an unpleasant watch. I mean, I guess it is a bit unpleasant because it's a horror film, but it's just, like, not a good... It wasn't scary. I mean, it had moments of... of like the storyline is... It opens with, I think, it's American. So whatever the equivalent of, like, a, a city boy, city boy, a, a student, like, polo shirt, deck shoes kind of stuff... He's I think he's just passed his exams or something like that, and he's driving to go and have a holiday somewhere. Anyway, he takes, wait for it, a wrong turn. Uh, and he finds himself in, like, a stereotypical shanty petrol station, you know, with a man in, like, a rocking chair and dungarees. Mm. And he goes, which way to this, which way to this place? And the guy's like, oh, no, you don't want to go down there. And then he looks at the map and goes... Mm what about this little path here that's been crossed off the map? What's what's this? And he's like, no, 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 that, you can't go down. He's like, I'll go down there. And he goes down there and then he bumps into like a four by four that has people on spring break. And there's like a, an attractive woman and a nerdy woman and like a nerdy man and blah, blah, blah. It's all like the, the stereotypical characters and they don't have anything. They don't say anything um, that doesn't, it's all to do with the plot. There's no, like, one One of them goes off to smoke a joint for no reason and dies, and then there's a love interest. It's just not It's not fun to watch. It just goes through the motions. And then the characters, there's, like, weird, like, country bumpkin yokel kind of redneck people mm. that force them to go to um, their house where they find loads of chopped-up body parts. Everything about it is just 
it's just rubbish. <laughs> it's just, I wanted gore and it's laughable and you see their faces and it's like they're just wearing rubber masks, but that's the costume. It's like really cheap. It's just, it's just terrible. And at one point they, they're doing things like, oh, let's get away from these horrible people that are trying to kill us. Oh, look, there's a massive tower. Let's, there's a massive wooden tower. Let's go up that. It's like, well, what are you going to do when you get to the top? Oh, come down again because you've got nowhere else to go and what who's waiting for you at the bottom all the people that are trying to kill you mm. you know what 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 what's the point it's it's just it's just terrible i hate it <laughs> i mean i suppose at least being trapped with a, a a horror film that's so bad it wouldn't be as i mean if it was genuinely terrifying then that would be yeah. like, oh god i want to watch a film but i've only got the thing that makes me not sleep for two weeks and i keep getting getting scared of the giant and then like paranoid everyone's coming to kill me but then also just having something that's so shit you can't even be bothered to watch it is also well, yeah. really problematic as well isn't it and i think yeah. it's one of those genres where i'm not a, i'm not a fan of them myself but i guess you've got kind of Ones that are sort of old and shit and not that scary, but they're kind of entertaining because they're sort of like faux horror films. Then ones that are like genuinely fucking terrifying at the other end. And then I guess like there's so much good and bad in between, you know, like the sort of genuinely clever psychological ones, but the ones that just sort of don't press any buttons at all. It's like, that's that's your only job. It just seemed to be, you know, there was that phase of like, I know what you did last summer and scream and like the and they were kind of well, they were they were good films and they were kind of scary it's like someone's gone yeah we need to like let's cash in wrong turn but there's also like seven wrong turns so i i've been doing research i like looked it up and was like how are there six sequels to this and and what can happen it's called wrong turn i mean imagine in every mm-hmm. film they take a wrong turn and then some people get murdered and at the end someone survives and they're like, yeah, let's, let's take another wrong turn. And what? I mean, I am going to watch them mm. all just to, see, just to see how bad they are. Because so many horror films are based on like, oh, we're lost, we're walking through a wood. Uh-oh, that guy's not the guy to ask for directions. Yeah. I mean, so it's like they've just thought, well, what if we get rid of any premise apart from that? Like, how do they get lost? Oh, no, they just get lost. Like, yeah, there's just, they just take a yeah, wrong, turn. wrong turn. Yeah. Next one is wrong turn, the GPS failed, or like wrong yeah. turn, Google Maps <laughs> couldn't connect. Like, there's no, Yeah. it's just, you've just gone, fuck it. Like, you might as well just go f- yeah. film about killer. Here is, you know, yeah. scary man. <laughs> yeah, people will die. <laughs> One person survives. <laughs> Everything you know about horror films. <laughs> okay, then. Well, to distract you from the bad film, how about a little music? What's your song choice going to be? Um, it's of Monsters and Men, and I actually I didn't I didn't know the title of it till um, till till this, and I think it's called Home is wherever you are or something now this is a it's not i mean i think it's a bad song but the reason i don't like it is because every time it comes on like it fills me with a sense of dread <laughs> like it's just something about the melody or the the chords or how it's put together like the vibe of it and i'll be working or wherever i am and i'll suddenly feel like what why do i feel like genuinely feel anxious or on edge and then i'll go 
oh, that song's playing. Like, I genuinely find it haunting. <laughs> I, 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 and I can't explain it. There's that song, and there's a Jamie XX uh, Gil Scott Heron song mm. that also it just freaks me out i just i just can't i just can't stand it so that playing any time on the island mm. is just going to freak me out i'm just going to be like what what's going on and it's a it is a bad song it's a song that sounds it, do you know what i mean when like you you can hear a song and you're like oh i can hear that that's been mm. written by a human rather than a song where you just like let the song wash over you mm. and it kind of feels natural and like nice and kind of like just somehow came into existence because <laughs> it's such a nice song versus this like overproduced horror <laughs> horror show so i think the one that's like home is wherever i'm with yeah that one. yeah i think you know yeah. what i've got a feeling it's actually by a different band but it's so close to monsters and men like they're both very it's that sort of poppy folky sort of thing that's used yeah. on adverts a lot isn't it and it's like yeah. you know like oh Here's a here's an advert about a bank, but we're showing you two people getting married because we care, and then yeah, like, exactly. and here they are yeah. on a on a open top sports car heading down a road in America, and the song yeah. continues. We're here for whatever life throws at you. It's that sort of yeah, it's sort of straight to voiceover kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? Have I got the name of the song wrong? Well, the truth no, I is, think I did. I didn't want to listen to it because <laughs> it makes me feel so bad. Well, no, there's two that are, it's. I'm getting confused. There's one that's Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, and that's the home one. But right. Of Monsters and Men do stuff that's so similar. I, I can't... Oh, do they? You know, like when you go hum the Banana Man theme tune and then hum the Superman theme tune, and you just can't do it because yeah. they're too simple. Yeah. It's sort of like that. They're basically the same thing. Yeah. So we're just going to... Yeah, it goes home. Home, home is wherever you... And then it has like a a, a chorus bit where it goes... Da, 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 da. I know that you know what they're getting so merged in my head. But what what we'll do is give you a compilation of like folk pop classics, yeah, 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 Uh, and then it'll be on there somewhere. It's something that on the on the surface feels like it's quite um, quite disposable, but kind of optimistic and quite sunny, like and you know like cheery, but. If you you can imagine it sort of, and this is the sort of thing they do in horror films, you know, imagine it transposed a little bit and like sung by a, a child with a bit too much echo. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like home is wherever I'm with you, but like yeah. and it echoes for too long, and it's like kids singing it a cappella. You know, you can just have suddenly it all changes a little bit too fast. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's all it's all it's already fearful for me so that that even imagining that is like genuinely making me really really anxious <laughs> and now if i li- if i listen too closely to it and it's like home home is wherever i'm with you who am i with i'm with a jolly green giant shiv and bear grills and suddenly it's like make me feel even worse i'm like what mm. yeah horrible but i can imagine someone like your stalker singing it to you it's like yeah. go home leave me alone it's like but home is wherever i'm with you and you're like, yeah i don't want you yeah. to be at home here <laughs> get out of my fucking life yeah. <laughs> leave me alone yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough i think you made a, a very good case for that so um <laughs> it joins you on the island amongst amongst a compilation of a few other similar things there's, yeah. there's plenty of that kind of crap around <laughs> um okay well um finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why uh, uh, i can go a couple of ways 
at, at the moment, I've bought a flat and we've had a massive rat problem. Oof. So I could say rats, that this is going to get a bit too real and I don't think it's that much fun. It's just <laughs> genuine, genuinely caused me mental health problems. What animal do I think is a dick? I'll say crabs. Crabs. <laughs> I'll say I'll say crabs. Okay. Yeah, and see, and see what happens. Otherwise, don't, don't spend too long thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're basically just land spiders, aren't they? I mean, well, well spiders yeah. are on land anyway, so it's a stupid way to describe them. But they're you, kind of... You do get sea spiders. That's true, that's true. Yeah. But they're like a bit more threatening than... than I mean, I think they're basically largely fairly ambivalent aren't they they don't really do a lot yeah. to us but there's something about them that's quite creepy they're, I, I, th- I think they're dicks they can live anywhere can't they which is which is arrogant you know they're happy to live in uh, they're happy to live in the sea or or on land as long as their gills are wet i think that's the science behind a crab uh, living out of the water so a they're not they're not going to be bothered about being like if, if whatever the equivalent of a plane crashes for a crab wherever they land they're going to be fine because there's probably going to be water so they're, they're not going to be like very empathetic to my situation if they could talk they're probably going what's your problem why are you so stressed out about this just like just go pop in the sea and i'll be like i can't i can't breathe in the sea you dickhead <laughs> um so there's that they're they're evil aren't they and they get they walk sideways why are you walking sideways? That's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know why they're built like that. It doesn't... Yeah. Really, I mean, they have enough... Because they only have 10 legs, maybe, I think. Like, they've got enough legs that... They, they've got the big pincers, and then I think they've got four other legs. So, essentially, they've got 10 limbs, haven't they? So Yeah, so it's sort of... People are going to be getting furious listening to this, going, no, they don't have 10 legs. What are you talking about? I'm basing this on a song in Moana, which I watch a lot okay. with my kids, and they talk about nice. what, when a crab sings about being a decapod. So that's what I'm... Okay, so, fine, you know, I reckon fine. Disney... I'm trusting yeah. Disney to have done the relevant background yeah. checks. But, yeah, um, nice. I kind of like if you've got that many fucking working limbs, surely you should yeah. be yeah, walk, walking walk forwards. 360, you know, yeah. you should be on the walls, yeah. on the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. everywhere you can walk. Yeah. Whatever surface there is, I want to see a crab on it. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just this yeah. like weird horizontal, yeah. you know, like yeah. linear thing. And, and part of the thing that I, I don't like about that is that I'm going to be on a desert island. I'm with three people that I don't like. I'm watching Wrong Turn 2. I've been offered cups of tea, left, right and centre, and eating jacket potatoes. I'm on edge, right? The last thing I need is someone walking sideways up to me. Mm. That's a scary way to move. Yeah, just strafing around. You know, yeah, just constantly being sidled up to. So yeah. Yeah, I don't care if it's trying to be like nice to me. <laughs> Stop it. And they move so quickly as well. It fits and starts. Yeah. Also, um, as a food stuff, you know, that's difficult to eat mm. if I, if they're edible crabs. Yeah, that's not that's not making my life easier, is it? I have to crack them open. I have to, you know, uh, that that's a process that I'm not going to have to do. And also, not really that much meat. No. It's delicious, but I'm going to have to kill a lot of crabs if I want to make a meal out of them. And that's they're just it's just not convenient. Yeah, as a food stuff. And also with crabs, I mean, like when I've eaten crab, the legs are very nice. The white meat is good, and then the yeah. brown meat is very strong. It's kind of like yeah. almost got a sort of livery, like it's yes, it's, it's intense, isn't it? And I like, yeah. and that's the bulk of it is that you know, yeah. like you know, like if you have like crab in yeah. a restaurant and it might be a terrine or something, they might put a bit yeah. of the brown meat in it, and yeah. that's all right. But 
I always think I like crab and I'll be at the seaside or something and my wife will get a dressed crab. I'm like, oh, can, oh great, yeah. yeah, let's get that. And I'm like, I don't like crab. Yeah. And I feel like a real That's child. It. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. like crab. Yeah, it's true though, isn't it? Sidling up to me with your shitty meat. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a, a, a type of crab a listener sent in once called a coconut crab. Have you seen him? I, well, I, I, I watched a... Um, documentary on coconut crabs uh, two months ago i bought a, a new tv and i bought like a the first time ever i bought like a 48 inch flat screen tv because i moved in with my girlfriend it's the first time i've had this is very boring anyway it's a big tv else uh oled like first time hd blah 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 and i was like going through disney plus or whatever i had trying to find like an hd documentary and i watched a documentary on coconut crabs <laughs> <laughs> me and my girlfriend it was worse it, if you want a horror film watch that yeah these fucking massive crabs but they take over the whole it's like a carpet mm. of of coconut crabs. And they're yeah. massive, aren't they? And they, they're they, they climb trees and stuff as well. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are. Then they've got like a like a huge, huge one massive claw that's like the, the size of them. Yeah. And they're horrible things. Yeah. Horrible things. Well, I yeah. think we might have found your species of crab for the yeah, island. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good ending to a, an awful, awful desert yeah. island prison for you. So, uh, yeah, Ali, fine choices throughout. I've got to say, you really nailed the brief. So uh, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, uh, where else can people sort of see see what you've got going on at the minute? Um, well, at the moment, the main one is I'm doing my show, I Tried to Be Funny But You Weren't Looking, at the Soho Theatre on the 3rd and 4th of July at 9pm. Uh, got good reviews in Edinburgh. Four stars from the list, Ali Bryce is funny. That's all, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> and it was also nominated for Best Show in the Comedian's Choice Awards which is very nice. Uh, and then it's going to um, Estonia in December, if anyone's wow. there. <laughs> but yeah, July the 3rd and 4th at the Soho Theatre. Nice. Turn out and about on the London comedy scene. Brilliant. Cool. Well, we should look you up. And uh, Ali, thanks again for coming on Desert Island Extra, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, no, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> There you go, Desert Islandics with Ali Bryce there. Hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, more along shortly with different people. We've got loads coming up, so uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe and you won't miss them. Also, you can get involved, as always, uh, with our sister show, Compact Dicks, which is where you get to tell us who and what you think is a dick. And uh, we've been a bit slow at uh, um, getting them out recently, but yeah, we will get back on it soon. Me and James have had very busy, crazy lives, so uh, they don't get out as much as they would like to, uh, those episodes, but there's no reason not to send us a... Uh, uh, a submission anyway you can go to dickspod.com slash contact and uh, you can even send us a little dm on twitter or instagram at dickspod 
So there you go. Desert Island Dicks was a sync clap production. It was dreamt up and produced by James Deacon. It was produced and presented by me, Dan Benedictus. We get very welcome occasional support editing it from Chris Attaway. So thank you, Chris. And as always, a wonderful, big, heartfelt thank you to the big man, John Deacon. That's it for me. We'll be back soon. I hope you have a week free of dicks, unless it's the ones that we talk about when you're listening to Desert Island Dicks. God, I'm really rambling. I've got to go and pick up my son. I'm just going to stop. Okay, cheers. Bye.